0: Did you know that many people confuse a subtype of codependency with narcissism? Welcome back to the Heal the Hurt podcast. This is actually critically important to know the distinction between the two. And so I urge you to watch this all the way to the end because you can save a relationship with a codependent. You can't save one with a narcissist. And as an added bonus, many people accuse me of being a narcissist. So I'll let you know. Am I a narcissist or codependent? So if you're interested in that, um, you'll get that answer as well. So what's creating this confusion? Why are people getting it mixed up? Well, it's pretty simple, the internet. Millions of people are now experts and talking on YouTube, Facebook, all these different platforms. And look, many people give out great information. Many people give out terrible information. And here's the biggest problem. Whenever someone like myself or anyone does any of these videos, we're not giving you all of it. You'd never watch. I mean, many videos would take 10 or 12 hours and you'd fall asleep. You guys want five to 12 minutes. Well, we can't cover all the subtleties and intricacies of a dynamic. So a person watches several videos and goes, well, that's it, I know what it's about. Well, it's much more complex than that. And I'm guilty. Look, I would like to do a better job of informing people. Look, we're just giving you glancing blows. We're not giving you all the subtleties to all of this. And so to really understand this, you need to invest like I have tons of time in becoming an expert in this. So I wanna help you understand that. So to do that, today I'm gonna be much you know, more cut and dried. And I'm gonna read from you, read for you directly from the DSM what the characteristics are to be classified as a narcissist. So it's not a general description. It's directly from the diagnostic manual. Now, for someone to be classified or um, labeled, um, I I keep wanting to say prescribed. You know the word I'm looking for. Diagnosed as a narcissist, five. Five of these nine characteristics must be present, all right? First one, having, and this is, I'm going to read it so you get the exact definition from the DSM. Having a grandiose sense of self-importance. Example, they exaggerate their achievements and their talents. They expect to be recognized as superior, even if they haven't achieved that superiority. Excessively references others, for self-definition and self-esteem regulation. Number two, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Number three, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. Number four, requires excessive admiration, excessive attempts to attract and be the focus of attention of others. Number five, has a sense of entitlement. Example, has unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her own expectations. Number six, is interpersonally exploitive. This means they take the advantage of others to achieve his or her own ends. Relationships are largely superficial and exist to serve self-esteem regulation. They have very little interest in others' experiences and have a predominance and a need for personal gain. Number seven, lacks empathy is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others, is excessively attuned to reactions of others, but only if perceived as relevant to themselves. They over or underestimate their effect on others. Number eight, is often envious of others or believes others are envious of him or her. And number nine, Shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. Now, there's some keys to this. These five of these nine behaviors and character traits must be prevalent and not solely due to the effects of an addiction, alcohol, drugs, because many people exhibit these behaviors, but they're an addict. And therefore, it's the, addict, the addiction that's driving the behavior. But this is separate from the addiction, all right? Many times, narcissists aren't addicts, okay? <clears throat> also, these personality traits are relatively stable across time and consistent across situations. In other words, they don't have moments of these things. This is them all day, every day it would be extremely rare for them to not have these traits. Those moments are the exceptions. And five of these must be prevalent at all times. And what I just said is key, that these personality traits are stable in any, environment, in any environment and over time, and hang with me. Now I'm going to go through a subtype of codependence. You're going to see how they look, exact, look and sound exactly the same. But one of the key distinctions is that stability in every situation, okay? So now I'm going to get into um, the aspect of codependence. As I've talked about before, if you have not watched it, you need to watch it, my video on the two codependent personality types. It is critical. Sadly, the way almost everybody teaches codependence is they lump it into this one general bucket, and that leaves people the impression of a whiny, spineless, weak person. That's that's one side of the dynamic, but there's another side of the dynamic. There are two subtypes. Pia Melody is the only one I've ever heard who's ever separated them. And here's why it's important. The most successful people on this planet are that, and they look like narcissists. Okay. Now I'm not saying that there aren't successful people that are narcissistic, but what we consider as successful people in our culture are actually severe codependents, what's called a falsely empowered um, codependent. And they look and sound just like a narcissist in many ways, all right? They are arrogant, they're grandiose, they're invulnerable, they're anti-dependent, they're perfectionist, walled off and controlling. This is the CEO, the, the lawyer, the banker, the finance guy, the social media star, the actor, the actress. You know, this is what we're really training women to become all of these things anti-dependent, I can do it by myself, I'm the boss, bitch, I'm, you know, we're training women to become falsely empowered, not truly empowered. And, And we see, again, this is what we promote is health. Well, no, this is severe codependence because they're seeking other esteem through their career, social status, and achievements. Wow, sounds a lot like a narcissist. They also minimize or deny their own feelings and see feelings as a weakness. Sounds like a narcissist, how they gaslight, right? They lack empathy or interest in other people's feelings. That's because a falsely empowered codependent is so in in over-invested in achieving what's called outside pursuits or other esteem they want to achieve. And so their career and their hobbies are their main focus And so they can't have empathy for you because it's all about them and achievement. I need your approval, just like the narcissist, to validate, oh, look, he lives in the house, he has this title, he has that car, dating that woman. Oh my God, he's got it all. That's what he's after. Well, it sounds a lot like a narcissist, all right? They will label, judge, and criticize others persistently. They use sex and money and intellect and charm um, or gifts, to manipulate, control, and have power over other people. This is codependence. This isn't narcissism, all right? They'll be indifferent, um, authoritative, or use rage to control people. Um, they try to control and shape other thought, other people's thoughts, feelings, and actions. Sounds a lot, a lot like a narcissist, all right? They avoid emotional, physical, intellectual, and sexual intimacy to keep control and distance. See, so I don't have to be vulnerable because their ultimate fear is vulnerability and connection and intimacy. All right. That's in part what created their false empowerment. All right. They'll use illness, addiction, and outside hobbies and interests to avoid their reality that, you know, because they're detached from how codependent they are. They think they've got it all together. I don't need help. I'm good. I don't have issues. No, you're the problem. Uh, like a a narcissist, that you do this to avoid reality and intimacy. They will deny their childhood trauma and they'll see their childhood as perfect. Like, well, yeah, no, my parents were great. No problems at all. Much like a narcissist, all right? They rarely admit their mistakes. But now this is, I, sorry, I skipped ahead. I got too excited. So do you see how the falsely empowered codependent looks and sounds just like a narcissist all right but they're not and here i'm going to start delineating the difference between the two all right a falsely empowered codependent rarely admits their mistakes but they can be aware of their mistakes a narcissist is so detached they don't they literally will believe they've never made a mistake all right Falsely empowered rarely cooperate, negotiate, or discuss problems, but they're mostly aware that they're avoiding it. They're cognizant of it. The narcissist just thinks you're crazy, all right? <clears throat> the falsely empowered feels superior to others, but can be aware of their shame and their inferiority. The narcissist isn't, all right? The falsely empowered won't accept or ask for help, but they can be aware that they need help. They'll be resistant to, or will rarely seek help, professional help, but they can be aware that they need help. They'll rarely admit their mistakes, but are aware of their mistakes. They rarely cooperate or negotiate or discuss problems, but are mostly aware that they are avoiding doing all of those things. Now, here's something else with the falsely empowered, they, they almost always have an addiction present and prioritize outside pursuits over the relationship. Now, here's the problem with addiction. Most people think addiction is just booze, alcohol, gambling, you know, the typical things. Well, look at our society. Is it 85% now is obese? That's addiction. 85% of the population is overweight. They're in addiction. Okay. But we now have condoned being overweight. It's now societally acceptable. I mean, alcohol is still pretty societally acceptable to be a, you know, an alcoholic, like unless you're on the street, you're not an alcoholic, you know, so we condone addictions working out. Oh my God. You want to talk about a massive new addiction phase and, um, people that are avoiding intimacy and false empowerment is through working out animals has exploded. People are massively addicted to their animals. They will prioritize their animal over a relationship. If their animal can't be the main focus in their life and this person wants them to sacrifice, oh, that's it, nope, I will keep my animal. That's an addiction. Animals are great pets, but true connection is with the human being, not an animal. Our addiction to our children, that's another one. So my point is this, many people are unaware of what constitute addictions. Work is a massive addiction. So there are all these societally acceptable things, hobbies and interests and pursuits that people have that no one ever considers are addictive, but they are. And with a falsely empowered codependent, they almost always have addiction present. But with a narcissist, that's not always true. Remember what the DSM says. These signs are prevalent without the addiction but in the falsely empowered, almost always the addiction is present. And and did you hear the common theme with the falsely empowered? They're trying to avoid intimacy, but they're aware of it. That's why they have the addiction. The narcissist is so disconnected from reality. They don't need an addiction. Their addiction is themselves. And so they don't need an outside substance. They They are not present enough in themselves to observe their dysregulation. A falsely empowered codependent is, and the proof of that is their addiction. Now they may lie and say, oh no, but their addiction proves it, all right? Now I'm not saying every narcissist is not an addict, but that's a primary distinction, is almost all um, falsely empowered codependents are addicted while very few narcissists are addicted. That's a big separator, all right? So what are the differences between a falsely empowered codependent and a narcissist? There are three main things, awareness, addiction, and consistency, all right? I just talked about the the addiction and the differences. One is predominantly addicted, the other is rarely addicted, all right? The narcissist doesn't always have an addiction present. Addiction is almost always present. Now, remember, society condones most addictions. And some people, well, uh, no, he's not addicted. He's a narcissist or she's a narcissist. Well, remember, we have a very skewed reality on what addiction is. Okay. So most people are labeling somebody who's falsely empowered, a falsely empowered codependent as a narcissist, yet they've got all these addictions present. That in itself shows an awareness and attachment to reality. And that was the first point, awareness. Did you hear the falsely empowered? Almost always is aware. Now they may not share that awareness with you, but they're aware of their dysfunction. They just don't want to feel it. They don't want to deal with it. And so they're avoiding it. The narcissist, completely oblivious to it. Like you might as well be speaking a different language. It just doesn't even register. They are so detached from reality and from themselves. They don't notice the pain. They don't notice any of it. That is a key distinction. Now, remember how I said earlier, I said, this is a key point. These personality traits are relatively stable across time and consistent across situations. Many of us have narcissistic moments or things that look narcissistic, but they're actually falsely empowered codependents. And so here's the picture I want you to have in mind. A narcissist is like the desert. A falsely empowered codependent is like Denver, Colorado. Think of the desert. It is almost always hot. It is always filled with sand. Uh, the landscape is almost always the same not much change to the clouds or the sky it is it is rare that there's rain it is rare that there's clouds it is rare that there's any change at all that's a narcissist their behavior is consistent every once in a while there might be a dip the falsely empowered codependent may have seasons like Denver. Winter in Denver is, what, seven, eight months long. When I live there, it's pretty long. You know, or, well, it's probably more six months. That's a long period of time that might look like narcissism, but then spring pops. And my God, spring in Denver is fantastic, but it still has the most violent storms in Denver happen in the spring. Looks a lot like narcissism. The the heaviest snowfall is in the spring, not in the winter. Oh my God, he's a narcissist, she's a, no. They're just having a highly reactive, falsely codependent experience. After a long period of a consistent, now it's just spiked, now they're dumping more snow. But then that gives way to summer, a bit of a calm, It's pretty. It's relaxing. The breezes come through. Now it's just afternoon thunderstorms, but you get July. and July, it's basically sunny for a full month. No rain, nothing. It's this, do you see what I'm getting at? A falsely empowered codependent goes through seasons. It is not the desert. All right. They have moments and that's what's confusing everybody is people are just, they're watching these videos and they're hearing the 15 signs of a narcissist and go, well, Yet they don't have empathy. And though, oh, that comment and that comment, oh my God, they're a narcissist. No, they're just falsely empowered codependents. So now, which one am I? Because I get labeled a narcissist a lot. Um, Usually when people don't like what I say. So, but I'm a severely codependent person I bounce between falsely empowered now you can see that when I get grandiose and I go only my way is the best way and everyone else is dumb and everyone else teaching you wrong I'm the best I'm the best I'm the best and that looks like narcissism no what that is is severe false empowerment that's hiding severe shame and tremendously low self-esteem and so when you see me look narcissistic, or some of my replies can be biting and sharp, that look narcissistic, what that is 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 my low self-esteem and my shame core has triggered. And so I'm acting out of fear and insecurity and, and I've lost complete containment of myself and I'm lashing out. And so it can look narcissistic, but it's not. Now, what many of you don't see, or sometimes in certain videos, you know, I'm not afraid to show it, but... This dynamic doesn't create an opportunity for many of you to see is when I'm when I'm disempowered. Now, this is when I'm depressed and sad and quiet and morose and stuff like that. I, I generally don't come on shooting a video like that, you know. But that's still there. The point is this: do you hear? I have these wild swings of emotions and states. I'm a lot like Denver. I'm a bit all over the place, all right? At times, it can look very harsh and unempathetic and unkind and um, preoccupied with myself and believe that I'm special and require excessive admiration and is interpersonally exploitive and lacks empathy and is often envious, you know? All of those traits look a lot like narcissism but they're just severe codependence. And as I said, you know what, what usually happens to me in relationship is I start off as the falsely empowered. It's really a wall to protect myself. And once I get a sense of comfort, I then usually become the disempowered. That's where I get really vulnerable, but I get too vulnerable. Now I tend to expect them to take care of me. Um, and so I'm always working on moderation, recognizing, oops, false empowerment, oops, disempowered. Where's maturity and moderation? It's in here. And so that's part of why, again, I share my story. It's, I'm holding myself accountable for my imperfections. Well, a narcissist can't do that. They're not aware of it, all right? It, it, it's a completely different dynamic, all right? <clears throat> so again, the three things you're looking for when you want to diagnose the difference between a narcissist and a falsely empowered codependent are awareness, addiction, and consistency. Okay? Those are the three main factors that you're looking for. I urge you, please educate yourself on codependence through Pia Melody. This See, this is where, and see, a narcissist wouldn't do this. This is where I go, gosh, how do I say this? That's not falsely empowered. That's not demeaning. That doesn't sound narcissistic and like I'm shaming other people and I'm better and all of that. Did you see how I paused? Right there is the internal battle I'm having of the falsely empowered wanting to state something, the disempowered going, feeling tremendous shame and going, where's the middle? Where's moderation? How can I express myself where I don't transfer my codependence, my shame, my low self-esteem onto you? How can I find a way to say this moderately and maturely in between my dysfunctions, okay? So I'll try the best I can for where I am right now in my recovery journey. And the best way I can say it in this moment is, it's been my experience that most of the information on codependence is incorrect They've lumped it all together. They haven't made it specific enough for you to really diagnose and understand the dynamics. And only one person has done that the best, and that's Pia Melody. And when you learn her stuff, you have a completely new understanding of codependence. And the beauty of it is you can then discern the difference between narcissism and codependence. And you can stop labeling people. You know, you just see it all the time. Everyone's a narcissist, narcissist, narcissist. You know, and I get that thrown at me a lot. Um, but that's just a lack of understanding. And you know, they can't be blamed for that. I don't hold it against them, okay? So those, again, go to my website. Uh, You can watch the video, the two codependent personality types um, on my YouTube channel. You can also find it on my university website. It's www.thegreatnessuniversity.com. Just go under the videos tab, click the the codependent playlist, you'll see it right there, the codependent playlist. I have several videos walking you through all the things I've learned from Pia Melody. It's her material plus my own um, to walk you through because the more you understand codependence, um, it's critical for relationship and navigating life. People underestimate how important codependence recovery is just to navigate anything, literally breathing. It's that important. And especially to know the difference between narcissism and codependence. And so while narcissism is increasing, it's nowhere near what people think it is. Because people have been mistaught, in my personal opinion, which which doesn't make it right. You hear how more moderate that is, that's not one up or one down. It's just my opinion. That's maturity moderation. That's what I'm always working towards. Because In my personal opinion, the codependence information is lacking. If people had P. Melody's understanding, they wouldn't label narcissism so much and they'd recognize, oh, I'm dealing with a falsely empowered codependent. Wow, we can fix this. It might save a relationship, might save a marriage, and we'd have a better understanding of not only ourselves, but the other person. So I hope that helps you know the difference between the two and recognize a little bit more of who I am and what I struggle with in my perfect imperfections. Um, But no, I'm not a narcissist. I'm capable of, of, I have moments that look like narcissism, but it's really falsely empowered codependence, all right? So if you think this video will help people, please share it, send it to them. Um, Leave me your comments. Does this help you understand the difference between, between the two? Maybe you want to be vulnerable and go, oops, I didn't realize I was mislabeling people. Um, maybe you disagree with me, sure. You know, that's always fine too. You know, you have your reality. And if you think there are other, there are teachers that are better than who I mentioned, then you might be right. Please share it. I mean, I could, I could only help somebody. So there's nothing wrong with that. And if you're looking for more solutions, I encourage everybody to subscribe to my online magazine site, www thegreatnessuniversity.com. There are free articles, access to all of my videos. There's free content, but inside that free content are free chapters of my book that you can listen to or read or download. There are also exercises that walk you through the recovery journey that are free. If you want to learn about my master classes, it can all be found there. If you want to learn about my private group and how I coach people through all this stuff, you can learn about it. It is a hub of recovery for you to use to find solutions in your life. So I hope that helps you. All right. We'll wrap it up with that. And I kind of stumbled there. Didn't really know what to say. (laughs) There was a disempowered moment of how do I finish the show? So maybe I'll just be vulnerable and say, I felt disempowered, didn't know what to say. Um, So I guess I'll just finish it with enjoy the journey.